And now we take you to Evangel Church in Tallahassee, Florida, to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Good morning, Evangel Church, and welcome to week three of our series, Influencers. My name is Andrea Kramer, and it's my honor and privilege to share with you this week about three young men who are influential in a culture that is counter to the word and ways of God. This is a story that our Thrive Youth learned a few weeks ago. We just finished a four-week series on the book of Daniel. It was an incredible series, and I encourage you to read the book of Daniel. Now, the first half of the book and the second half of the book are two different sections. The last half of the book talks about the end times. It's a vision that Daniel had. The first half of the book talks about the Babylonian captivity and how the uh, Jewish young men were brought into the palace to serve King Nebuchadnezzar. So as we get started this morning, we need to start with our prayer that we always start with. And so repeat after me, Father, as I open your word today, speak to me. May I have ears to hear, a heart to receive, and the courage to respond. In Jesus' name, amen. So in chapter one of the book of Daniel, we see that King Nebuchadnezzar goes into Jerusalem and takes captive the young men and brings them back to Babylon. So these are the young men that are the most educated. It says the best looking and most scholars believe that they were of royal bloodline. So they were in the palace and they went to the palace. However, they were being served in the palace and they became servants in the palace. These young men actually begin to step forward and to step up. And every time they were given a task, they accomplished it. And that was the favor of God over their life. See, the people of Babylon did not serve Yahweh, Jehovah, God. Instead, they served idols and worshipped statues and golden idols instead of worshipping the one true God. We see here in Daniel chapter 3, and the entire story is the entire chapter of the book of Daniel uh, chapter 3, but we're just going to look at a few verses. I encourage you to read the whole chapter. We see here in verse 1 that King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue about 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide, and he set it up on this plain in the province of Babylon so people could see it. So he set up this huge statue before the people. And then he sent a message to all of his officers and servants. And he said this, when you hear the sound of the music being played, immediately go and bow to the ground to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's golden statue. Verse six says, anyone who refuses to obey will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. And so we're going to look at three young men who decided not to bow before this statue. We have to know this, that in chapter two of the book of Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream that he cannot interpret. His astrologers, the, the servants around him, those the wisdom, the ones that gave him advice and wisdom, they could not interpret this dream. But Daniel could. And Daniel received wisdom from God Almighty. And so King Nebuchadnezzar already knows that Daniel serves a very wise God. 
And so, um, but it wasn't, it didn't change him very much because he still made this huge statue and said, you need to worship this statue and bow down to this statue every time you hear this music being played. The astrologers of that day did not like the Hebrew uh, young men that were coming over, especially Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because they were not receiving the same wisdom that these incredible young men were receiving. So they decided to go before the king and to puff him up and say, oh, your majesty, uh, we love this great idea that you have about serving and bowing down to this statue. And it's just such an honor and privilege to do that. And then they say this in verse 12, but there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon. They pay no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue you have set up. So here we see three young men and we're gonna learn some lessons about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I encourage you guys to grab a hold of these lessons because we live in a culture right now, not just in this nation, but in this world. We live in a culture that is counter to the word and ways of our God. So here we go. The first lesson that we wanna learn from these three young men is this, they were leaders. Their integrity and their character had already given them a place of honor before the king. Because these astrologers, they came before the king and they said this in verse 12. Uh, you know, the, those few men that you um, placed in charge of the province of Babylon, they pay no attention to you. Here we see that they were leaders. And I do have to encourage you, when you have a place of leadership, you will have a place of influence. And you can choose on your job and in your school and in your church, how you will use your influence. Will you influence people for yourself or for the culture? Or will you influence people for the word of God and the ways of God? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had been placed in this leadership position and they chose correctly. That's our second point. Our second point is this, they obeyed God and not man. Let's look at verse 12 again. But there are some Hebrews, some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon. Listen to this. They pay no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship at the gold statue that you have set up. These three young men were not people pleasers. They did not look at the other people around and were like, oh, well, if you say for me not to do this, or if you tell me to do this, then it must be okay, right? No, no, no. These three young men looked at God as their source. I like to put it this way. They realized that the ones that, that were trying to influence them were just creation like they were. And so they had a choice. Will they choose to obey the creation or the creator? And so they chose to obey the one that created them and they would not bow to the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Now, verse 13 goes on. When Nebuchadnezzar heard this, he flew into a rage and ordered these three young men to be brought before him. When they were brought in, 
King Nebuchadnezzar says this to them, and this is uh, verse 14. Is it true that you refuse to serve my gods or worship the gold statue I have set up? Verse 15, I will give you one more chance to bow and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Man, talk about intimidation, right? Full out intimidation right here. They are before the king and they know he can put them to death. They know he has made a decree, he has made a law, and that they are not abiding by that law. But they have a choice to make here, friends, and so do we. Will we listen to the voices around us in this culture that says, oh, it's okay to do this, it's okay to do that, or will we listen to the word and ways of God and say, we will live a life of integrity, we will live a life of of." character and we will live the way that God has called us to live. We will not obey man. We will obey God. Our third point that we're going to see here comes in verse 18 and this is how they responded. Friends, they responded with faith. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, verse 16, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. Man, they let King Nebuchadnezzar know, listen, you have power, but the God that we serve is bigger than you. He's able to save us. Verse 18 has become one of my favorite passages of scripture. And this is what the response that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have. First, they say, King Nebuchadnezzar, if we're thrown into this fiery furnace, our God, the God that we serve, he is able to save us. Verse 18, but even if he doesn't. Friend, even if he doesn't. I don't know about you, but this verse shook me and it shook my faith because do I serve God because of what he can do for me? I know that my God blesses me. I know that my God takes care of me, but even if he doesn't, he is worthy of our worship. He is worthy of our obedience. And they understood this and they knew this. Verse 18, even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue that you have set up. They responded with faith in their God. They responded in belief that their God could work a miracle, but even if he chose not to, they were still going to obey his word. Friend, that is a lesson for us to learn. How many times in our life have we said, okay, God, if you do this, I'll do that. 
If you do this, I'll do that. Or if he hasn't come through the way we thought he should, that we get angry with him, that we get resentful with him, that we, we turn away from him because he hasn't responded the way we wanted him to. They give us an answer for that thought process. They, he, they give us an answer for that feeling. They say, even if he doesn't, he is still worthy. Friends, even if God doesn't respond the way we think he should, he is still God. Will we still have faith in him? Or is our service to the Lord just from what we can receive out of it? Before we go on, I want to encourage you today. If you have been disappointed by the way God has somehow um, answered a prayer in your life, I encourage you, don't turn away from the Lord. He is God. His ways are not our ways. They are higher than our ways. Have faith and believe that He is your Father and He will work it out in the end. Okay. After this, the miracle happens. You ready? Verse 19, Nebuchadnezzar became furious with these young men. And it says in verse 19 that his face became distorted with rage. He wasn't just angry. He was like super angry. His face changed. And so he ordered that the strongest men of the army bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego up and throw them in the furnace. He ordered these men to make the furnace seven times hotter than it normally is. So these, uh, this army tied them up, uh, they're fully dressed, and threw them into the furnace. So there they go, into the furnace. And here's the miracle working power of God. Verse 24, let's read it together. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed, and the fourth one looks like the Son of God. A miracle happened. Listen, friends, they chose to stand in faith and believe that their God could deliver them, and He did. And this is our fourth and final point, that they became a testimony of the power of God. Verse 26 says this, Then King Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. Immediately, we see King Nebuchadnezzar change. Listen, Daniel had already interpreted a dream that no one else could and God got the glory for it. But it was in this miracle that King Nebuchadnezzar declared that the, that the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was the most high God. So these three men, they stepped out of the fire. When they were inspected, it says that not a, a hair had been burned. They didn't smell like smoke. And here we go, verse 28. Then King Nebuchadnezzar said, 
Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any God, lowercase, except their own God, capital. Friend, when we become an influencer, our testimony shares the power of the Most High God. And isn't that what it's all about? For us to be an influencer in this culture that is counter to the word and ways of God, the main goal is for us to be a testimony of who He is, to draw people to an understanding that we serve the one and true God, that we believe in His Son, we believe in the Messiah, and that we serve Him with all of our heart. This morning, I don't know where you are right now, what you're facing, but can I encourage you in this? Have faith. Believe that even when you think that every circumstance around you is pressing in, God is using it to set up an opportunity to share His power and His influence through us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this moment and this day. Thank you for these stories that we are able to hear about your word and how it, it encourages us to become influencers of you. Heavenly Father, we ask today that if there's anything in us that may be worshiping a different idol, maybe we're not standing in faith for you. And Lord, maybe our life isn't a testimony of who you've called us to be. And, and it, Lord, maybe it's not a testimony of who you are. I pray the sweet conviction of the Holy Spirit that this morning we will be influencers. We will influence others for your kingdom and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and his church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 10.30 and Wednesday evenings at 7. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.